0: Thank you for listening to We Have Ways of Making You Talk. Sign up to our Patreon to receive bonus content, live streams, and our weekly newsletter, with money off books and museum visits as well, plus early access to all live show tickets. That's patreon.com slash Ways. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time the roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact... Hello, and welcome to this special episode of We Have Ways of Making You Talk. As you may know, we get a fair bit of correspondence, most of it interesting, some of it very special indeed. What I'm about to read to you falls into the very special category, and I can honestly say that it's a privilege to be able to bring this to you today. One of our listeners, Oliver Owen, got in touch to tell us this. My father, Charles Owen, was a Pathfinder, 97 Squadron, and Master Bomber in 1943-44. He flew 55 operations and stayed on in the RAF after the war, eventually commanding the 1st Operational Victor Squadron. During the war, he kept an operational handwritten diary which has been used by many historians looking at bomber command. His logbook, medals and Pathfinder certificate are on display at the Pathfinder Museum at RAF Whiten. Kind regards, Oliver Owen. Very generously, Oliver has shared the transcripts of his father's diary with us and I'd like to read you extracts from it now. 17th of November 1943. Target. Ludwigshaven. No moon. No cloud. Thick haze. H2S blind bombing. Bomb bursts seen after bombing. Three fires seen. One blue explosion among fires. Trip a second pilot with squadron leader garlic. Route was fairly quiet but saw my first fighter flares. This was an entirely PFF show so no markers were dropped. The target was very clear, with considerable heavy flak and many searchlights. 18th November 1943. Target, Berlin. Primary target Berlin bombed from 19,500 feet. Another trip a second pilot, this time with Pilot Officer Montgomery. Many fighter flares en route in, and we saw several aircraft shot down. There was a little cloud over the big city, but hundreds of searchlights and very heavy flak. We overshot the target on our initial run so turned back and bombed against the stream. I did not like it at all and made up my mind never to do it again if I could help it. Route out was very quiet but we got a long way off track coming across France and met heavy predicted flak at Aachen. 26th November 1943. Target. Berlin. First trip with my own crew and the big city at that. Usual flares and aircraft shot down on the way in. Target was clear and we could see fires burning from an attack the previous night. Hundreds of searchlights and very heavy flak, firing mainly into the cones. Flew over Hanover by mistake on the return journey and was coned for seven minutes. Lost height from 20 to 13,000 feet during evasive action from intense heavy flak. Several holes in starboard wing and roof of cockpit and the bomb aimer was wounded slightly in the leg. Also attacked by fighter when coned, but only damage was six inches, knocked off one blade of starboard outer prop. 2nd December 1943. Target. Berlin. Target bombed from 20,000 feet. Quarter moon. Very thin low stratus. Viz good. The big city again. Fairly quiet generally, but the fighters dropped a flare path into and over the target, which was luckily ten-tenths cloud, so the searchlights couldn't cope. Saw some fighters over the target area, but none of them bothered us. Route out was pleasantly quiet. 4th of December 1943. Target Leipzig. Target Leipzig attacked successfully. Rear gunner reported glow from fires and smoke appearing through breaking clouds. Change of target seemed to fox the defences. Very little fighter activity, as most must have been stooging around over Berlin. Target was covered by thin layer of ten-tenths cloud, so the searchlights were non-effective. Moderate heavy flak. Could see glow of big fires on cloud when leaving target area. Heard later that it was a very successful prang. 16th December 1943. Target. Berlin. Lancaster. Big city again and first trip in my own aircraft. Trip generally was quieter than usual. Ten-tenths cloud over target and rather less flak than usual. Wireless transmission and YNG packed up on way home, so homed across North Sea on DF loop, which luckily was not jammed. Homed onto base on SBA beam, breaking cloud at 250 feet to find fog, rain and visibility about 300 yards are deteriorating. RT then packed up, so after circling for 10 minutes at 200 feet, landed without permission in appalling conditions. Six other aircraft landed at base, three landed away, three crews bailed out. When they ran out of fuel, four crashed when trying to land, and one was missing. Quite a night. 23rd December 1943. Target, Berlin. Ten tenths cloud, viz. Very good. On return, bombs could be seen bursting below cloud amid fires. Oxygen failure to navigator. Just to foster the Xmas spirit in the big city and ourselves, command decided to make us work for Christmas. Ten-tenths cloud over the target as usual, but many of the flat gunners apparently already gone on Christmas leave. Considered this a good thing, but they still had quite a few left on the job. Fighters were very much as usual. 29th December 1943. Target, Berlin. Weather pretty poor from the flying point of view, but sufficient to keep the fighters down. Much shorter route than usual. Target, ten-tenths cloud, but ran into very heavy predicted flak on the run into the target due to being badly off track. Collected only two small holes and considered ourselves lucky. 2nd of January, 1944. Target, Berlin. New Year, but same target. Very quiet on way in and 10 tenths cloud over target. Flak was moderate. Got jumped badly by fighter on way home across France. Both gunners were wounded, the rear gunner seriously, and the starboard outer engine caught fire. Fought it impossible either to extinguish fire or feather prop. And had to have rudder tie by engineer to maintain straight flight, as the rudder trimmers had been shot away. Limped into Tangmere and swung off runway on landing due to starboard tyre being holed by cannon shell. End of V Victor 1. 5th of January 1944. Target Stettin. Glow of fires could be seen from well out in the Baltic. My 21st birthday, and flying a brand new aircraft, V Victor 2. A grand trip in bright moonlight. Target was very clear and covered in snow. This was our first marker trip, and we saw them burst just where we wanted them. Defenses were negligible, and most of the fighters seemed to think we were going to the big city again. A very pleasant trip, but very long and hardly the way to spend the 21st. 14th of January 1944. Target. Brunswick. Glow of fires observed from a great distance away. Surprisingly quiet trip, and very little opposition ten tenths cloud at the target and markings were rather scattered. Long stooge home but quiet except for some heavy flak from Brussels. Pleasant change from the city twentieth of january nineteen forty four Target Berlin. Primary target successfully bombed large fire seen through break in cloud in target area twenty first january nineteen forty four Target Magdeburg bombing well concentrated in target area and well backed up. Very quiet trip in and ten-tenths cloud over target with searchlights underneath. No fighters, but nearly got bombed by another aircraft. Saw his cookie go down past the wing. Very shaking. Came out fairly low, which is a mistake in the circumstances. Wesermunde and Cookshaven were stinking with flak and searchlights, but we managed to creep between them at 12,000 feet. Saw another aircraft alongside us doing the same thing. Turned out to be Jeff Pelletier. Also shaken, some heavy flak from Heligoland, but otherwise a quiet trip home. Twenty seventh of January nineteen forty four, target, Berlin, primary target attacked successfully. Bombs released in center of cluster of four Wanganui flares. No results of bombing observed except glow reflected on cloud. Twenty ninth of January nineteen forty four, target, Berlin, huge orange glow seen from coast on return. No results of bombing seen. 15th of February 1944. Target Frankfurt on Oder. This was really an attack on the big city, but 20 of us went to Frankfurt at Z10 as a spoof. Ten-tenths cloud over the target and no defences at all, but we saw the big city doing its stuff as usual. Rejoined the mainstream coming home and met some odd predicted flak over Holland, but nothing to worry about. 19th of February 1944. Target Leipzig. Very big attack on Leipzig intense fighter opposition on the whole route in and we saw many more aircraft shot down than usual 10 tenths cloud at the target and defences only moderate a little fighter activity on the way home but nothing like as bad as the route in first of march 1944 target stuttgart marking seemed very bad except for pbms and one wanganui seen two miles west of main concentration which was good as far as placing went two big fires seen burning at 0404 hours very quiet trip indeed. We didn't see a single aircraft shot down. This was probably due to thick fog on the ground and heavy cloud, which made it very sticky for the fighters. I saw a Ju-88 over the target, but he was well below and going across us. Ten-tenths cloud at target and defence is only moderate. This was Tom's first trip since being wounded on the 2nd of the 1st, 44, and I think he found it a bit more than he could cope with. 15th of March, 1944. Target, Stuttgart. Much the same as last time, but much clearer weather and there were a lot of fighters around. Due to adverse winds, the attack opened very late and marking was not quite as planned, to put it mildly, but several big fires were reflected in the clouds when we left. Very quiet trip home. We went rather closer to Paris than we meant and found it very badly blacked out. Expected some flack, but they never opened up. 24th of March, 1944. Target, Berlin. Visibility moderate. Moderate bombed from 19,500 feet. Wanganui's seen 15 minutes before bombing and continuously to approximately 22.37 hours. Good area of fires occasionally observed through cloud. Nothing outstanding. 26th of March, 1944. Target, Essen. Only six of us from the squadron on this trip and expecting a lot of opposition from searchlights in flak. I'd never been to the Ruhr before and was pleasantly surprised to see very little flak at all. Target was covered by very thick cloud which was not expected and marking was almost invisible but bombing appeared to be fairly concentrated and we heard later that it was quite a good show. 30th of March 1944. Target Nuremberg. Moon far too bright for comfort and the sky swarming with fighters. Saw combats all over the sky right from the coast to the target and a very large number of aircraft shot down. I weaved a lot more than usual and was not attacked, although we saw fighters attacking other aircraft. Target was partially covered by cloud and bombing was rather scattered. Ran into heavy cloud soon after leaving Target and stayed in almost to French coast. Not at all a pleasant trip. 9th April 1944. Target Lille Marshaling Yard. Only three from the squadron on this trip, which was a pleasant change. Bright moonlight and no opposition to speak of. Saw one aircraft shot down by a fighter. But as he was flying along with his lights on, this was hardly surprising. Target was very clear and marking was accurate. 17th of April 1944. Target, Paris. UVC marshalling yard. Target attacked from 8,000 feet. Aircraft climbed at end of camera run. Photographs showed slight overshoot. Aiming point obtained. Went as second pilot with Flying Officer Stout of 617 Squadron to watch new technique in action. It seemed to work well enough against no opposition but decided it might not be so much fun against a heavily defended German target. Was annoyed at the time by having to fly with a pilot of far less operational experience than myself but felt better about it once we were back on the ground. 20th of April 1944. Target Paris, La Chapelle marshalling yards. Weather clear with good visibility. Bombs seen bursting in target area. Attack opened two minutes late. Flares were dropped in excellent position and in good time. Red spot fires were backed up. Raid appeared to be most successful. Another stooge to Paris, but a more difficult target as the yards were right in the middle of a built-up area. We dropped our flares successfully over the target area and marking was good. Bombing appeared to be very accurate and concentrated, and compared favourably with the attack I'd seen on UVC. Quite considerable light flak was seen, but nothing very close. 22nd of April 1944. Target. Brunswick. Brunswick reached in thick haze with poor visibility. After initial error of three sticks of flares going south of target, general illumination good. One red spot seemed to go down and looked accurate. Concentration appeared reasonably good, with incendiary scattered to west. Due primarily, I think, to good routing, this was a much quieter trip than expected, though Hanover and Osnabrück were up to their usual standard. Quite a lot of fighter flares, but they never seemed to get the hang of our track properly. Our own flares were badly to the south of the target, but later others were more accurate, and the target was marked in time for quite a good attack by the main force, though rather a lot of bombing Fell on a stray green TI to the south of the target. Defenses were very slight and far less than one would have expected from a German target. 24th of April 1944. Target Munich. Target area carpeted with incendiaries. Very many fires seen. The longest trip we've done so far, but quiet except for the target. First time I'd seen the Alps or Italy and was very lucky to get them by moonlight. Target was very clear, with more searchlights than I've ever seen before. They started well south of the target and stretched in a belt, right through to beyond Augsburg. We weren't troubled particularly, but there was a lot of heavy flak in the cones. Our flares went down bang on and marking was good. When we last saw it, Munich was just one large bonfire and most of the searchlights in the target area had been doused. We had some difficulty getting past Augsburg, but after that all went well. Landed back in broad daylight very stiff and tired. 26th of April 1944. Target Schweinfurt. Quiet trip until we got near Strasbourg on the way in when fighters started getting a little obstreperous. Saw a lot of aircraft go down but we were not bothered ourselves. Dropped flares successfully over the target but there was a very heavy smoke screen and marking was very difficult but eventually successful. We backed up as ordered and then left rapidly as both searchlights and guns were having a gala night. Route home was quite quiet and I put her in George coming across France. 28th of April 1944. Target Kiela, Norway. Aero Engine Repair Factory. Target identified by light of First Flare Force which lit up the runways, factories etc. Bombing was very accurate here. Heavy smoke pull very interesting trip it was very clear over Norway and we map read easily we dropped flares successfully over the aerodrome on which two factories were situated and then circled some trouble experienced marking and eventually only one factory was marked clearly enough to bomb it just about disappeared when the bombing did start but a good deal of the main attack went loose which was a pity defenses were negligible though there were some big guns firing over Oslo Very long and boring stooge home across the North Sea. 29th April 1944. Target Clemont Ferron Aero Engine Repair Factory. Moderate visibility. Attack appeared most successful with bombing accurate and concentrated. Quiet stooge over France. Went in at 10,000 feet and after dropping yellow TI's datum near Vichy, we dropped flares successfully over the target area. Marking was bang on and a very good attack developed. We bombed late on in the attack and by that time the whole target area was a shambles. From 7,000 feet we saw one big hangar pretty well disintegrate when hit by a cookie. Daylight photos taken later showed the whole place pretty well flat. 1st of May 1944. Target Toulouse. Explosives factory. A very quiet trip in and out at 8,500 feet in good visibility. There was no opposition, and I flew more than six hours of this trip in George. There was little flak at the target, both heavy and light, but nothing to worry about. Marking was good, and bombing at 6,500 feet, we could feel some large bangs going off underneath us. Some big fires started, and we saw two huge explosions when we were well on our way home. 3rd of May 1944. Target Meilly Le Camp, German Army Camp. Bright moonlight night and Jerry fighters had a field day. Went in at 8,000 feet but circled outside the target area at 4,000 feet waiting for order to bomb. Saw several fighters but were not attacked until on the bombing run at 5,000 feet. Luckily he was a rotten shot and we were able to carry on and drop our markers spot on. We were attacked again coming out of the target and he shot away our mid-upper turret and made a few holes elsewhere. The mid-upper gunner miraculously was only slightly wounded but had to leave what was left of his turret. The fighter came in again but the rear gunner drove him off and claimed him as damaged. I came home at naught feet crossing two German aerodromes below the level of the hangar roofs. One of the aerodromes turned a searchlight on us but the rear gunner opened up on him and he doused pretty rapidly. Despite the heavy losses this was an extremely successful attack. 7th of May 1944. Target. Tour. Aerodrome buildings. Some explosions seen, one appeared to be a fuel dump. Another 8,000 feet stooge across France, but much quieter than last time. Certain amount of light flack at the target, but this didn't last very long. We dropped our markers from 5,000 feet and saw them burning on top of one of the main hangars. When we last see the target area was one solid mass of smoke, flames and bursting bombs. Very quiet trip home in the moonlight which showed up the Channel Islands very clearly. 9th of May 1944. Target Annecy ball bearing factory. No cloud, visibility very good. Ball bearing factory at Annecy located visually. Circled until called in to bomb. Good run-up. Bombing generally concentrated. First mosquito heard to report hang-up. Second mosquito marked, assessed as accurate. Some photo flashes dropped by main force were bursting between 6,000 and 6,500 feet. Had a very quiet trip both in and out. The night was pleasantly warm with bright moonlight all the way. We never went above 8,000 feet and could map read quite easily. The target was very clear but difficult to hit being bang in the middle of a French town. We bombed at 500 feet though this was uncomfortably close to some of the mountain peaks in the Alps but had the satisfaction of seeing our cookie hit the target, and we got a wizard photo of the factory enveloped in smoke. The target was undefended, but we had some trouble avoiding photo flashes dropped by aircraft bombing above us. This trip finished my first tour. 27th of May 1944. Target Saint-Valéry, Coastal Battery A. No cloud, visibility very good. Initial run made for wind finding at 01.20 hours. Dropped first flares at 0132. Ordered by controller to drop reserve flare, which we did visually at 0136. At 0141, controller asked for more. Dropped visually on Wanganui. During this run, a red-green very light resembling a Wanganui was fired from the ground in an area of St. Valery, promptly illuminated by about four sticks of flares. During this period, marker one called up and said he was hit and returning to base. Marker 2 successfully marked after final flare run. Controller gave order to bomber at 01.50 hours. After bombing run, a fair concentration in target area, but much wild bombing by main force to northwest and north of town, possibly due to RSF being obscured by sticks of flares dropped during bombing. Very quiet stooge to the French coast. The Mosquitoes couldn't find the target for a long time, but after much nattering got it marked eventually. We did a couple of flare runs and came home. Saw some fighter flares further up the coast over another target... ...but they were sufficiently far away to be only interesting. 31st of May 1944. Target. Maisie. Coastal Battery. We ran in and dropped flares on H2S... ...but only last flare ignited. Informed controller who instructed force to cease bombing due to cloud. Some flares were dropped after this but probably this was a mistake. Landed shipping Warden. Complete cock up. 10 tenths cloud over the target... And the master bomber called the whole show off. Got back over base only to be diverted to Chipping Warden, where we landed in pouring rain and low cloud. Spent the night on the floor in the anteroom. Poor show. 6th of June, 1944. Target Saint Pierre Dumont, Coastal Battery. All markers very good. After bombing had started, Marker 1 called up to say that the Reds were more accurate than the Greens and ordered the Reds to be bombed. At the same time, he ordered all aircraft to bomb 2,000 feet lower at 0447 hours, bombing very concentrated. We thought the briefing sounded a little odd for this trip, and sure, when we broke cloud over the French coast, the channel was full of ships. The army had pulled its finger out at last and D-Day was on. We bombed at 0500 just as it was getting light and had a grandstand view of the Americans running in on the beach first class prang on the battery but saw jimmy carter shot down by a ju-88 over the target marvelous sight coming back as the sun came up we on the way back and the americans on the way out landed back in time for breakfast but very disappointed that there was nothing on the eight o'clock news 6th of june 1944 target agenton barracks bombing well concentrated a few close sticks remarking not necessary Usual milk run to France to prang some barracks, dropped a couple of sticks of flares, bang on and came home. Some of the boys saw some fighters, but we weren't worried. 9th of June, 1944. Target, Etampes marshalling yard. Aircraft was in cloud on arrival. Controller ordered bombing to stop and mosquitoes to remark, but bombing continued. Mosquitoes then remarked. Finally, main force were ordered to bomb with 200 yards undershoot and bombing became quite accurate and concentrated. Fighter activity hampered immediate compliance with instructions. Filthy weather the whole trip. Took off in a thunderstorm and flew in cloud until 20 miles short of the target. Bit shaken by seeing ASI drop back to zero about half an hour after takeoff, but discovered Dizzy had forgotten the pilot head heater. Tore him off a strip and felt better when ASI recovered. Very quiet over the target, except for Arthur Ingham shooting down a 217 and then announcing it over the VHF line. Flew home in cloud again and had a narrow shave in the channel when another lank whipped smartly over the top of us about 20 feet away. Shaky do, Dizzy spilled a thermos of coffee down his front and took a dim view of the whole trip. 12th of June 1944. Target. Poitiers Marshaling Yard. Longer stooge than usual but a first class prang. The yards were full of rolling stock including the transport of a Jerry armored div or so the Int Narcs told us. Some big explosions in the target looking like petrol. No fighters and hardly any flak. Altogether a very pleasant evening. 21st of June, 1944. Target, Gelsenkirchen oil plant. The Ruhr again and no one very enthusiastic about it. Ten tenths low cloud at the target but the place was stinking with flak and we weren't sorry to come away. Moon came up on the way home and Jerry fighters enjoyed themselves even following us halfway across the sea, which we thought rather against the rules. Not at all a nice trip and a lot of chaps missing. 24th of June 1944, target Pruviel, V1 launching site. Marker 2 announced unable to identify. Controller heard to identify wood with wide road beside it. Marker then asked for more flares and controller asked flare force to drop all available flares. Aircraft caught by searchlights on first run and forced to take evasive action. Much confusion on RT by wind passed simultaneously while controller was talking to markers. Attack, not a success. Went after buzz bomb launching site in the French coast searchlight belt with somewhat unpleasant results. Mozzies couldn't find the target, but the fighters arrived at the same time as we did and we all orbited together. Very matey, but a little hectic. We departed hurriedly after our second flare run and left the rest of the boys to enjoy themselves. 12th of July 1944. Target Coulemont chalindri Railway Junction. Mark a leader called controller, but neither he nor myself could get an answer. I therefore took over controlling of both aiming points. My last trip on Lanks, and my first as a pucker master bomber, having only done deputy before. Tricky target to find, but Nigel did his stuff with the box, and our flares were spot on. Got the attack going smartly on my aiming point, but heard Ted Porter mucking about with his 20 minutes after we'd left the target. First class prang, but rather disappointing at the time, as we were using long delay fuses. Arrived back at dawn in pouring rain, low cloud and shocking visibility. Managed to creep in more by luck than good judgement, feeling rather relieved. Rest of the squadron diverted, so we got two eggs each for breakfast. 19th of July 1944. Target Tivani V1 storage site. First trip in Mozzie, and my first daylight op, took off an hour after the Lanks and caught them up at the French coast, much to the joy of Don, who'd had enough of sitting behind the curtain in a lank and twiddling knobs. France looked very peaceful in the afternoon sun, and I even caught a glimpse of Paris in the distance. Heavy flak at the target, but the Lanks caught while we watched. Left the Lanks at the coast, and Beatle back to base flat out. Arrived at dusk, and beat up the mess, much to the consternation of the gang at the bar decide that a mozzie is definitely a safe way of going to war. 1st of August 1944, target Orville, V1 launching site. First trip in the lightning. Curious sensation, flying above cloud with no navigator to tell me where we were or should be. Thankful to pick up the lanks on the south coast as cloud was getting very thick. Ten tenths over the target so I called the show off and turned for home. Map red back from Celsi Bill, which I found a bit of a strain after relying on a crew to do the dirty work. Found the lightning very quiet and comfortable after a lank or a mozzie. 2nd of August 1944. Target Lille-Dadam, V1 storage depot. Another daylight to France. Got very bored stooging up and down the gaggle, except for a little excitement when the Spit Escort got a little too interested in me for comfort. Good prang on the target and a fast trip home from the coast. First time I'd used VHF homing and found it very efficient. Definitely a gentlemanly way of getting from A to B with a minimum effort on the part of the driver. Good thing. 3rd of August 1944. Target Trossy V1 storage depot. Third trip in three days. And getting a bit cheesed off chasing Lanks across France. Country looked very deserted over the far side but plenty flak flack at the target. Gaggle very scattered on return and we were lucky not to get bounced by fighters. Got lost coming home above cloud and found Oxford instead of Reading, but managed it from there. Landed at dusk in time for a drink before dinner. 10th of August 1944. Target. Bordeaux. Oil Storage Depot. First night trip in a mozzie. Flew down to Hearn in the afternoon to refuel and flew most of the way to the target in daylight. Flew low over Brest Peninsula and saw a lot of American transport. Surprising amount of light flack at the target, but it didn't worry us unduly. Weather very bad on south coast coming back but base is clear and I pulled off a possible first night landing in the mozzie. 18th of August 1944. Target Lille-Dadam, V1 storage depot. Another daylight stooge to France but more amusing than last time. Had to mark the target myself in a hurry and went down to 100 feet. Luckily no defences opened up and we got away with it. Quite a lot of flack from Rouen on, on return, and we followed a length down and saw it belly land in a field. Went down to have a look and saw the pilot climb out and wave. Came home across France at naught feet and saw some very surprised Huns when we nipped over a big chateau near the coast. Quite an amusing trip, and Don very pleased. 25th of August 1944. Target Darmstadt. Had great hopes of this trip, but we never made the target. Halfway across France the generator packed up, and eventually we were left with no VHF, lighting, or intercom, so we were forced to pack up in sight of the target. The raid was a cock-up in any case, so it didn't matter as much as it might. 10th of September 1944. Target München Gladbach. Nice little trip to the Ruhr. Target was only ten minutes flying past the front line and was almost undefended. Few searchlights, but no light flak and i got a good view from 4000 feet of what was going on good prang and some nice fires burning when we left front line was very quiet but saw many convoy headlights in back areas 12th of september 1944 target stuttgart a good trip at last on a big german target quiet trip in but saw one or two lanks go down to fighters target very lively with plenty of light and heavy flak but no searchlights Marking was first class and we started several big fires which later spread into one enormous stretch of burning buildings. Did one final run at 2,000 feet and could see whole streets burning furiously. Saw an odd fighter as he left the target, but he didn't bother us. Shot at by American flak over France, but nothing to worry about. 23rd of September 1944. Target Dortmund-Ems Canal and Aerodrome. First night trip in the new two-seater Lightning. Unfortunately, the compass packed up soon after takeoff and we wandered somewhat. First place we met trouble was Arnhem, which was in full swing, and later bags of flak and searchlights which looked like the Ruhr. It was Essen, to be exact. This was some 65 miles off track, so we reached the target too late to be of any use and came back by setting the gyro by the pole star. Rough and ready, but effective. Don found the front cockpit very comfortable, but took a dim view of the compass. So did I. 27th September 1944. Target Kaiserslautern. Town and railway workshops. Another good prang but in shocking weather. Route out was not too bad but cloud over the target was nine tenths at 5,000 feet so I called the Lanks down under it. Unfortunately hills around the target were 1,000 feet high which didn't leave much room for us to stooge around underneath them. Light flak was pretty lively and got one mozzie early on. Cloud started coming in at 1500 feet at H plus 6, so I packed up. The town was burning beautifully when we left, and from 200 feet we saw the spire of the main church sticking up through the flames. 5th of October 1944, Target, Wilhelmshaven, Town and Port Facilities. Last trip of the war for Don and I, and a pleasant daylight stooge across the North Sea. I was doing deputy to Johnny Simpson so I could sit back and enjoy myself. Good trip out in sunny weather and very quiet except for flak from Heligoland. Target was covered by ten-tenths cloud, but a good deal of flak. I went up to 25,000 feet and watched Johnny being shot at down at 12,000 feet. Saw plenty of our Mustang Escort, but no Huns. Good thing. Came home at 26,000 feet in bright sunlight and not a cloud in the sky. Very peaceful, except for a V2 shooting up from Holland, leaving a long jagged white trail. First time I'd seen one. Came in very fast and beat up the airdrone before landing. Live. Johnny came in in the mozzie ten minutes later. It was his last rip too, so we adjourned to the bar before lunch and celebrated suitably. Recollection of subsequent sessions somewhat hazy. Good show.